are so focused in our own things. We bring all our doubts, we bring, bring all our burdens into this place, Lord. But at this moment of time, Lord, empty our vessels, empty our hearts, Father, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your words, Lord, and, and talk to us, Lord, speak to us, and change our lives, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good afternoon, church. Uh, it's been nice to talk to you back again. And I know that it's very hard during these COVID times, you know, the different kind of situations that we are facing through all the deaths that we have been listening, all the kind of, of uh, disasters, the calamities, and also the news, the news which is very sad and very burdening to us, the recent uh, mandated laws, MECQs, and, and restrictions, everything, everything that we've been tackling, it's, it's not easy, I, I know that. And, but we have one hope, the eternal hope that Jesus Christ is there for us. Jesus is in control of our lives, and God is taking care of us through each and every situation that we pass through this life. And today, this afternoon, God is ready to speak with you with specific with specific words that he wants you to lead your life. And the thing is, God really wants to know how you lead your life. God really wants to know how you run your life. And we have several instances in Bible where man of God or people of God tell us or write to the churches how to run the life. It, Paul, in his most of his writing, he linked the Christian life to running a race. And we know right now, you know, being the Olympics being going on right now, Tokyo Olympics, we know that people are interested in races. People are interested in sports. People are inter interested in the games. So here, Paul, in this paragraph, he links the Christian life to a race, and he tries to explain how important is a race and how to run a race in this Christian life. So this afternoon, we'll talk about the race of life, how we need to race, and what are the things that bring us down during a race, the Christian race, a godly race, a race that pleases God. So let's open our Bibles to Hebrews 12.1. Here, Paul says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So let's go slowly. Let's take one sentence after the other. So let's look into the first thing. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witness. You know, when Paul was writing this paragraph, he's biblically speaking, historically speaking, it was written 2,000 years ago. So if you know the history of Olympics, that's, uh, it, it had been started 2,000 years ago, around this time, when the Romans started these races, the Olympics. So these races, they had a great impact on the people's lives. Everyone used to look for this. Everyone used to 
they used to expect the races to have fun in their lives. You know, just like how we expect the boxing, just like how we enjoy the sports. So here, Paul is trying to tell the people, the church, with the example of a race, the Christian life. So for the race, you will also have the people who already won in the races, people who already achieved the medals, people who already earned the medals. So here, he says, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witness. Many, many a times, many people, the Christian people or the Christians, they think the witnesses means that they have been watching over us, like what, what, what are the decisions that we make in life or how we do the things in our life. It doesn't mean what Paul is trying to say here. Paul is trying to say here is that we have a witness, we have people who have been through this race before us. So here, it might be difficult for us right now in this time of season, like well, we, we've been going through this pandemic, we've been uh, hearing this news, we've been uh, uh, restrained financially, emotionally, physically, and we can complain about all of this. But if you look into the history, there is a time of pandemic before us. This is not the first pandemic in the world. There's pandemics, there are flus, there are diseases which had succumbed a lot of population on the earth before. There's flood during the Noah, there is uh, black fevers, yellow fevers, flus, all sort of diseases that had been you know, experienced by the human race before time. And so what we can learn from this is this is not a new thing. And what Paul trying to say here is this is not a new thing for you because there are people who have crossed this race, who have finished this race worthy. So this is not a new thing. So what we need to do, the Christians, we need to look unto the cloud of witnesses. We need to learn from their achievements. Now we see and we learn from them. Now we see the glories, we see the triumphs that they have earned, and we see the factors that brought them the victory. We see the obstacles that they overcame to achieve their victories. And it's not easy. The never once said that the Christian life is easy. Jesus explicitly he said, if you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross. It's not a comfortable life. It's not a rich life. It's not a prideful life. It's not a life that satisfies your flesh. It's not a life that satisfies your desires. But one thing is for sure that if you take this Christian life, it will give you peace, comfort, rest, and joy, the happiness that you're missing in your life. So here Paul says, see to the witnesses, see to the people who have already won this race. See Moses, even though, the, even though he's weak, even though he started, he finished the race. See David, even though he sinned, he finished the race. See the Samson, even though when he departed from the God, he came back to the race and he finished the race. So here, Paul is telling to us, Paul is instructing the church, don't be discouraged by the things that you see in your life. Because we have the people who have already overcame these obstacles, who have already finished this race with the great victories. So in order to finish the race, it's not enough that you run the race. There are certain things that you need to do the race. First thing, you need to be in the race. You need to be qualified in the race. And you need to run the race faithfully. 
So in the second sentence, he continues to say, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. So let's discuss what are the ways that will you know, stop your race from moving on. Here, the same Paul, he says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10, the different things, the different weights that people attach themselves and try to finish the race. Imagine this. Imagine an Olympic runner with heavy hiking shoes. Can he win a race? Or imagine a runner with ankle weights. Do you think he can win the race? No, not at all. Imagine a runner who is all fatigued. Can he win a race? In the same way Paul says, there are certain things that you need to lose so that you can win the race, so that you can finish the race. Before time, when the Olympics started, the people used to run with bare essentials. I mean, they stripped down everything that caused them to slow down. The same way in this modern world, in this modern era, the Olympic runners, they use the lightest shoes. They use the lightest, less resistant wear to win the race. So what are the things that make our race, our Christian race, slowing down, our Christian race failing? We can see them in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. So Paul says here, do you not know? Do you not know? It's very obvious. You cannot win the race with the weights attached to you. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So these are the things that will disqualify you from the race. These are the things that will bring you down in the race. You will get fatigue having these things in the race. These are the weights that will bring you down when you run. So let's go here. Neither fornicators. People think that fornication is okay. People think that living in relationship before marriage is okay. People think that, no, we are just trying out. It's just a one-time thing. We are trying to see if we are compatible or not. All these things, all these assumptions that you do right now, it's a sin. It's a weight to your race. And it doesn't help you, help you to win the race. Nor idolaters. What is your idol in your life? What is that thing that you put or give the false priority in your life? Is it money? Is it relationship? What is the thing that will drive you away from the God in your life? Not the adulterers, not the homosexuals, not the sodomites. This thing, sodomite, I never knew that this thing existed in the Bible. I first, when I read sodomite, I thought it's the people who sinned like the people from Sodom and Gomorrah. The thing sodomites mean is, the people who practice unhealthy sexual practices, having sexes or sexual relationship with animals or different kind of sexual practices. All these things, people think, well, we are not doing anything wrong. But it's clearly said in the Bible 
that these things will disqualify you from the race. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. Always abuse the other people. Always you know, finding wrong with the other people. Always having strife. Pursuing hatred. Always trying to score points above other people. This is not what God wants to see in your life. And these are the things which will bring you down in the race. Or not the extortioners. Using the influence to extort from the people. Physically, emotionally, blackmailing. These are not the things that God likes in your life. These are the things that you have to strip down if you want to win the race. If you don't finish the race, you will end up losing the race and you'll end up burning in the eternal fire. So Paul here clearly says you have to lose every weight. You have to lose every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us. The thing with the sin is it's not a one-time thing. It's not a thing which, can you, which you can avoid it by saying, I'll just have it one time and I'll go away from it. It ensnares us. It's a progression. And you have to check your life. What is your progression? Where your life stands? Is it a positive progression in God? Or is it a negative decline progression in your life where you always go away from the God? Let's see Psalm 1-1 where we can see the progression that David has given. Or David spoke here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful. If you pay attention here, David speaks of a progression here. Now we know that it's a by heart Bible verse. Everyone tries to memorize this verse as a child. Everyone who attends the Sunday school, everyone teaches this, Psalms 1-1. Everyone thinks it's a Bible verse for the kids. No, we think it's very simple, it's very small, it doesn't have much stuff in it. We just think it's teachable to the kids and we don't apply in our lives as an adult. Here David says, the people who walk in the counsel of ungodly, stands in the path of the sinners, sits in the seat of scornful, they will not stand in the God's judgment. They will not stand before God when they worship the God. So let's see the progression. Are you the one who are seeking the advices from the ungodly? Are you the one who is asking the suggestions from the wicked people? Are you the one who is walking side by side with that kind of people who always give you the wrong motives and the wrong intentions? People, we need to be careful with whom we associate with. Here David says, does not... Or do not walk in the counsel of ungodly. The Christian life is a race. That's been said by Paul. But if you depart from race, if you don't run the race, you will eventually walk. You will eventually walk in the progression towards your destiny. You will slow down. Slow down because of the sins, because of the weights. And because of the people whom you associate with. So walking here is 
you getting suggestions, you getting counsel, you getting advices from the people who are meant or not meant to be in your life. When is the last time you went to the pastor of your church and asked for your solution? When is the last time you get counseled for your life, for the things that have been going in your life? When is the last time you as a couple, wife and husband, had a godly counseling? Or you always go and talk with your friends? The ladies, they go to your, their friends and they say, oh, this is happening in my life. My husband is not good. Did you ever talk to him? What's the use of having an ungodly counsel, ungodly advice? Even if you do it or not, just getting it is a way to sin. The sin is very slippery. The first time you do, you think it's a one-time thing. And you will say to yourself, let's get away from it after this one time. And the next time you think about it, your mind says, no, it's not so bad. You had it already. And you, you didn't see anything that's you know, hurting you. You can do it once more again. And it's slippery. You do, you'll do it for a second time, third time. And before you know it, you will round down the way to it. And it becomes a habit in your life. That's what <clears throat> David is trying to say here. First, you seek the counsel. You just think it's a one-time thing. We are not spending much time with them. You think it's just we are trying to be friendly. Or we think we are trying to be polite. And the next thing you know is you'll stand in the path of the sinners. From asking advices, from asking solutions, or just spending time with, with them in a month or a year, it comes to a point that you like their company. You'll stand in their path. You like to spend time with them. And this is the thing that sin doesn't let you know. It ensnares you. It deceives you. It trips you down. The sin, it's always very scary and slippery. It doesn't seem very big. It doesn't seem very uh, wrong. But the thing, before you know that, you're already in it. And you can't get out of it. So people here, they just start out meeting people. It's just one-time thing. I just went out this time with this friend. It's not a bad thing. I'm just trying to be polite. I'm just honoring his invitation. It's just one time. And the next time, you just like to spend time with them. You try to be with them. And the thing finally is you become one of them. Here David says, sits in the seat of scornful. Being just a passer, passing by person, next you become a standing person and you finally become one of them. You sit with them, you dine with them, and you are them. And these are the people who rob their blessings from God. These are the people who cannot win the race, who cannot finish the race. And Paul says, Lay aside every weight, everything. Do not be deceived. Do not think that 
this is the only thing and this doesn't affect in your life. Do not be deceived by the things that world does. We are living in a world, but it doesn't mean you should be a part of world. We should be different from the world. In other instance, Paul says, do not conform to the patterns of the world. What is your pattern? Can people see God in you? Can people see Christ in you? Can people say that this person is a good person who is living godly? People just change their faces, just like phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. Saturday, Sunday, they will be in the phase one, very godly, very righteous. And from Monday to Friday, you will see the next phase. There is no synchronization between the two kinds of life that they live. They just live two-phase life. And you cannot win a race by living two-phase life. You will get disqualified. You cannot expert a person to win the race if he is not running on the racetrack. And Paul says, get away, lay aside every weight, lay aside every sin that ensnares you, let, that stops you from winning the race. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Everyone has a race that is set before you. And it's not said that race is easy. Race is never meant to be easy. You will have difficulties. You will have troubles. You will have obstacles in your life. The race that Christian life is, it's kind of a cross-country race. You will, you will have all kinds of troubles. You will, you will have all kinds of obstacles. The thing is, you have to be enduring the race. It's not a short sprint with full power. You can't just say, run the first 100 meters with full power and just say, sit down. You have to have patience to win this race. Jesus speaks of the people who sprint in one instance. He says, these are like the people, like a soil which is filled with the stones. When they hear the word, when the word is sown onto the stone soil, it rises very fast. It rises swiftly. And people think that these are the people who will win the race. These are the people who are very you know, active, who can demonstrate the growth within no matter of time. But eventually what happens is the plant dies. It's all filled with the stones. If you want to do it with your own energy, without having patience, without having guidance from God, you'll just be like that stone soil or soil with the stones. You can just demonstrate the growth within a few or within a few span of time, but you cannot persevere. You cannot stand the long race. You cannot finish the marathon. You need to have something which is outside of you, which comes from the God, which helps you in enduring the race. In continuation, in Hebrews 1-2, he says, how can we finish the race? Looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of faith, who for joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame. The race that God ran, Jesus Christ ran, it's not an easy race. 
but did he depart from it no he despised all the shame that he had gone through he endured the cross and jesus is our prime example for our race if you want to run a race you need to have a motivator you need to have a example you cannot just run a blind race if you don't know what's ahead of you how can you run the race and jesus is the one who endured all this race all by himself with the help of the father and finished the race successfully in this human life you will have shame you will have the troubles but you should not focus on it let's focus on the god he says looking unto jesus the exact translation from the hebrew here for the looking unto jesus means admire jesus get inspired from jesus it's not just a glance we are not giving glance at jesus and say let's run our race looking unto jesus means you are inspired from him you are admiring jesus in your life you want to run the race just like jesus did here jesus despised all the shame all the trouble all the physical pain that he went through he endured the cross to finish the race and when he finished the race he sat down at the right hand and throne room of god that's what you need to put your focus on to look unto jesus look unto the glory that god gives you when you finish the race can the god say well done faithful servant well done can god say to you that if you die right now if you can meet god right now can god say that in your life are you running faithfully with patience with endurance are you having all these weights on your back what is the thing that is stopping you from running the race you might say what's 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 the matter what if i don't run the race if you don't run the race you will end up in the eternal pit of death and that's not god wants in your life and it's not a race that you can finish on your own you have to look unto god you have to be patient you have to ask god for for the help you need to be persistent in the good things that you're doing do not get tired of the things because of the things that you're seeing right now people get tired we get tired we just say why is god not working in my life if you don't see god working it doesn't mean that he is not working just be patient everything everything goes in a while all this covid situation all this trouble that we are seeing right now all these instances of burden that we are having in our lives all these things they pass away these are not the eternal things run the life the christian life the christian race faithfully focused on to god looking unto jesus with perseverance with endurance laying aside everything every weight that is causing you to slow down 
that is causing you to disqualify from the race. And let's watch out the progression of our lives. If we are standing, if we are sitting with the mockers, if we are sitting with the sinners, or if we are taking the counsel from the people who are wicked, let's watch out for the things. Let's self-check our lives. And this afternoon, afternoon is the right time to do that. Maybe we are too focused on other things. You cannot see a Olympic runner or a racer winning if he is focused on other things while he is running on the track. The only thing that he sees is the track in front of him. And that is what Paul is saying. Let us run with the endurance, the race that, that is set before us. Let us finish the race faithfully, with patience. And when you finish the race, we will definitely get the reward from the God, the crown of life. And let's pray this afternoon. Father, I pray that all the words that you have spoken, Lord, let this become fruitful in our lives. Let it not be a passing words that come from one year and pass through the other year out into this world, Lord. Help us to store these words in our lives. Help us to write these words on our hearts, Father. Help us to run our races faithfully, looking unto you, Lord, looking unto Jesus, taking every, every part of sin, every part of faith that is stopping us from winning the race, Lord. Help us to strip down everything that is causing the trouble in our lives. Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to be patient. Help us to be the people who can finish the race just like the ancestors or the people who finished the race before us. Help us to bear the witness for the other people how to finish the race, Lord. We say we are Christians for a long time in our lives, but we have never been a witness to the other person. We have never been a person who can, Lord, drive the people to you. Lord, this afternoon, Lord, I pray that Holy Spirit will touch each one of us who is hearing this message, Lord, who is hearing your word, Father. And we will be challenged in our lives to self-check, to recheck the kind of people we are, the kind of people whom we are associating with. And where we are sitting, where we are standing, Lord. All these things in our lives you have given unto us, Lord, and Help us to bring glory unto you by using all of these things, Father. Let us not entangle ourselves in this sin that ensnares us, Lord. Help us to run away from this sin. Lord, this afternoon I pray that, Lord, you will renew our minds. You will renew our hearts, Father. And set our foot strong on the racetrack that we will run the race and finish the race looking unto you, Father, faithfully. And Lord, I claim the promise that we run by faith and not by sight, Lord. Lord, we see you as our motivator. We get inspired from you, Lord. Your Holy Spirit is the inspiration that's in us, Lord. And I pray that this, is, this won't be a message where people just sit through it and just skip through it, Lord. But really understand what you said what your words say, and 
we try to change our lives and how we live it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.